Welcome to Radio B&R, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Radio B&R, keeping Tennessee Baptists informed about the issues impacting their lives and churches. Hello and welcome into this edition of Radio BNR. I'm your host, Chris Turner, and today I have as guest David Level, pastor of First Baptist Church Millington and also currently the Tennessee Baptist Convention president. David, thanks for being with us today. It's a joy. Thanks so much for having me. Well, one of the things that uh, you have really been involved with uh, since the summit in November that has been a, not only a, an initiative of yours, but really a personal passion of yours, obviously, is evangelism. And you have launched the whole 316 initiative that uh, you've been able to go across the state as you talk in churches. And just share some about that 316. So tell us just a little bit about what that is and why you're doing that. The 316 Challenge is just a simple tool to uh, ask Tennessee Baptists to be involved in personal evangelism. Everybody knows John 3.16. It's the first verse you ever learned. It's the last verse you'll ever forget. And so you have the infrastructure to share your faith. And so my challenge to Tennessee Baptists is that we share John 3.16 once a week with a lost person with the intention of leading them to faith in Christ. And if we do that, the results would be absolutely phenomenal in Tennessee. Just, uh, you were mentioning a story yesterday in a meeting that we were in about a pastor that had called you right before church and just talking about uh, about a member that he had. Just tell, tell me about that story and maybe one or two other stories that you've heard that have come in since you've started, started this. So it was a Wednesday afternoon and I got a phone call on my cell about 5.30 in the afternoon from a, another pastor friend in Middle Tennessee. And he said, uh, can't, tackle, can't talk long, just want to share this with you. Uh, one of my church members led someone to Christ using the John 3.16 tract. And, of course, I was elated and excited. And angels rejoice in heaven, and we need to That's rejoice right. ourselves. And so uh, it was just good news. I get to share that with my church as well, and they, they get excited that God's in the business of bringing people to faith in himself. And he's used us, and he calls on us to be faithful in sharing that message. And, and what I've just determined is God's always been faithful. And if we'll be faithful to the call that he's given us, we're going to see dramatic things happen spiritually for the kingdom of God in Tennessee. And you were talking yesterday just about you know the, the percentage of people that share their faith and what difference could, could be made here in Tennessee specifically, obviously our responsibility is globally, but we were talking specifically in the context of Tennessee, roughly three million spiritually lost people, mm-hmm. and, and where a tipping point could come if people engaged. And talk a little bit about those percentages and yeah, things that you were saying. Yeah. So th- I'm using a basis of about 12 studies, and they come to the point there's only 4 to 10% of us Christians who are faithful in sharing our our faith in Jesus Christ. And so taking the most generous of those numbers, let's just say 10%, uh, that's the active evangelism workforce in Tennessee, Mm. is 10% of our people that show up on Sunday mornings. And so with that 10%, on the last year of record, we baptized 20,302 people. And so it's it's really simple math there. If 10% 
led 20,302 people to Christ. If we could activate 20%, we could see 40,604. Wow. And, you know, our objective is to baptize 50,000 and set them on the road to discipleship by 2024. So how are we going to get there? We're going to get there by increasing the active evangelism force in Tennessee. Mm. You see, right now, 10% of our people is not enough to move the dial because more people are moving into Tennessee every year than we are seeing converted to Christ. And so last year of record, about 60,000 people moved into Tennessee. Well, we baptized 20,302. So that's, uh, that's telling us that Tennessee is more lost than ever before. And we're more lost today than we were last year, more lost last year than the year before. And that is true for the last 50 years. And so it's incumbent upon us to wake up to the reality. God has called us to share our faith, and we've got to be active in the harvest fields. Yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, we talk about that, <clears throat> that objective, which we call our first objective of the five objectives that Tennessee Baptist uh, voted to embrace in 2014 at the annual meeting that was held in Brentwood. And that 50,000 number was based on just keeping up with population growth in Tennessee. But population growth has been significantly growing even since then. And so that 50,000 number doesn't really seem to be getting closer. It's not that the number sounds unrealistic, but it does sound like the resources are out there if they'll mobilize. Yeah, the, the reality is we have the army to attack the gates of hell with the good news of Jesus Christ. We don't have the active army. Mm. And so if we could mobilize the pews for the purpose of evangelism, and I've been a pastor all my life, over 30 years, and when, when an initiative comes down from our denomination or from our state, sometimes it doesn't inspire, it weighs us down mm. because we are, we're under spiritual attack, our families are under attack, our churches are under attack, we're, you know, some guys are just, you know, on the verge of depression, really, because mm -hmm. of all the things that are going on around them. And so when we hear an initiative like that, it's like putting one more bag on a pack mule. Yeah. And it's just like, I can't handle that. I can't handle But here's the deal. This whole goal is not designed to put another bag on the backs of our preachers. It's designed for the preachers to pass that responsibility on to the mm -hmm. saints which is uh, what we're supposed to do. And, you know, in Ephesians, the Bible tells us we're to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Pastor, you have to be a soul winner. But, Pastor, you can't be the only soul winner That's in your right. church and fulfill your God call. And so you've got to begin to take the willing and begin to invest in them and give them the confidence that they can share Christ daily. And we can do that using John 3.16 because it's so familiar. And we just talk about four things in John 3.16 as a, as a point of emphasis. One is he loves. We share, hey, guys, God loves you. There's a lot of people out there that don't think God That's loves right. them. They don't know God loves them. And to share that with them, it opens their heart, and it opens to a great conversation. We share he gave. And he gave, uh, is, he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He proved his love by what he gave to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do that as parents, don't we? You know, you can, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Mm. 
And that's what God displayed for us. And that's why the Bible says God is love. And so we just talk to them about that. And then we say, we believe. And for the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him. I'm so glad we have a whosoever gospel. That's right. He loves us all. All people can be saved, but we have to believe. And so we talk about that point. That's the crisis of faith. That's the point where hearts begin to turn from darkness to light is when we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And the last thing is we live. The Bible says we have everlasting life. That's right. I tell people that uh, that's today and tomorrow. We have abundant life today. We have eternal life tomorrow. And that's what the Lord provides for us in Jesus Christ. Well, when you, when you look at that, I mean, the potential army that's sitting in our pews, uh, in, in the 10%, which is you know, really probably, as you said, a very generous number, what's it going to take? I mean, what do we need to do to see that next step where people move you know, out there and, and get into the, their community. I mean, really, because that's, you know, in that marketplace, their work, their neighbors, there's, there's no shortage of available people to talk to. Right. And, you know, for many Southern Baptists, the greatest challenge is not to share John 3.16 because they know it and intuitively they can do that as a Christian. Mm-hmm. The hardest part for many of us is that if we've been a Christian over 10 years, we don't know lost people. Mm. We pass them in the hallway. We pass them at the Kroger store. We pass them at the gas station, but we don't know them. Wow. And we're, we've been so busy sometimes about meeting at the church that we've not been intentional, intentional about meeting people that are far from God. And so we have to intentionally put Um, activities into our schedules that are going to cause us to cross paths with people that are far from God. Um, God gave me a burden for my mechanic, and uh, I get to see him quite often with the cars (laughs) that I drive. But uh, I said, hey, let's me and your fiance and my wife, let's go to dinner sometime. He said, oh, yeah, that's good. Well, I started talking to him. I said, let's go Thursday night. I don't know if I can go or not. Come on, man, let's go. We'll have a great time. So my wife and I went with my mechanic and his fiance, and we just went to dinner. And I, I think what convinced him was I told him I'd buy. Yeah. So expect evangelism to cost you. Yeah. If it costs Jesus his life, be willing to come off your wallet a little bit. And yeah. Let's go engage people and treat them with generosity. So we took him to dinner. We had a delightful conversation. We talked about the Lord. We talked about the church, but we didn't have a gospel presentation. Yeah. But we, we're opening up a conversation with some people that are good people but they don't know Jesus, they're lost people. And so we have to build intentional relationships. Our church has a recreation ministry. And I tell folks, hey, if you struggle with this, just become a coach, just become an encourager Mm -hmm. on one of the teams. You're gonna get to know 10, 12, 15 kids and their parents that you would never know otherwise. And it's great opportunities to share the gospel. Well, and I think that's one of the things you have mentioned multiple times is it's not a presentation, it's a conversation. And I think that's just something that's very important to to communicate because, you know, we either, a lot of, a lot of folks have been trained in four spiritual laws or use um, CWT or EE or mm-hmm. some other type of evangelism training. And it really is kind of like engage somebody and start this this presentation. 
And really your approach, especially with the 316 thing, is is build that relationship through a conversation with somebody and, and just let the conversation with some intentionality move in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know that you want to go that direction. Mm-hmm. But but see that person not as a project, but mm-hmm. as a person in need of the Lord. You know, when I, I believe when we have presentations, it's self-centered. Mm. When we have conversation, it's other-centered. Yeah. So if we're at the ball game and uh, we just have a spiritual conversation and all of a sudden the game's over, you stop and say, hey, man, think about the things we talked about. Yeah. Look, look forward to seeing you next week. And you just pick up where you left off. And that's the key because what's that? what that is doing is seeding the gospel into that person's life. And so if we do that as a church family, we're seeding the gospel into the community. Yeah. If we're passing out those gospel tracts, we're seeding the gospel into the community. And, you know, you've got to plant the seed before you can reap the harvest. That's true. And so we've got to be constantly doing things that are seeding the message of Jesus into entire communities. And, you know, when you think about that, I mean, we can't expect to see, you know, 50,000 spiritual lives just emerge without there having been some seeds sown out there. And not everybody's going to accept the gospel. But as you said, you don't, that seed might grow a little slower in some mm-hmm. places. In mm-hmm. other places, it might spring up. But the truth of the matter is, the Lord says when His, when he, when his word goes out, it's not going to come back void. Mm-hmm. So we know God wants to see people come to Christ. Uh, we know that the way he uses that is us to share that good news. Mm-hmm. And so we can we can guarantee a harvest, or God yeah, can yeah, guarantee ab- a harvest. Absolutely. And, you know, the KJV says uh, the fields are white to harvest. Yeah. They're, they're overripe. And you know what? I've seen a trend, and this is anecdotal, but it, it frightens me. We have a, a generation of believers who are prejudging someone's ability Mm. to accept Christ or not. Mm. God saves sinners. Mm -hmm. And Paul said, of whom I am chief. And we we can't see what the Holy Spirit is doing in hearts and lives. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And we're looking at the darkness of this world, and we're looking at the suicides and the opioid Mm. addictions and the murders, and we just want to throw up our hands and say it's too dark. There is no situation that is so dark that the light of Jesus Christ can't come in and make it different. He transforms. He doesn't reform. And so I just want to encourage Tennessee Baptists. God's called us for a mission, and if we'll be faithful and obedient to the mission, I promise you, there will be missiologists coming from all over this world to Tennessee That's right. and saying, what happened? And we'll just look at them and say, really, it's nothing special. We, we just trusted Jesus and started sharing John 3.16. And literally, that can bring about a great awakening yeah. in America. And it can begin right here with us if we will be obedient once a week to share John 3.16 with a lost person yeah. with the intention to lead them to Christ. Well, you know, and one thing's for sure, awakenings don't happen without the spreading of the gospel. Uh, and, and historically, in every case, mm-hmm. it's always been because people shared the gospel. And people are praying, and that's why I'm so excited about the Pray for yeah. Tennessee initiative because yeah. it, it's, it's setting the, the, the spiritual climate for God to move in these kind of ways. Well, and, you know, that's also a good point because even if somebody doesn't feel comfortable 
moving into that gospel conversation. A place for them to start is in prayer, by name, praying for that that person who's the the parent of their kid on a baseball team or something, praying by name for that person that mm-hmm. the Lord would mm-hmm. would do a work in their life and that and that relationship would grow with with that individual and move into it with the confidence of knowing you've been praying for that person. And so as that conversation emerges with the expectation that God is going to honor that prayer on behalf of that person, that, that when you start that spiritual conversation, the Lord has already gone ahead in that conversation. Absolutely, and that's the burden we have to develop. We've got to develop it in prayer. We've got to develop it in conversation. And we've been so scared of becoming accused of being a, a a gospel freak yeah. that we we are just um, have become lethargic. Yeah. And as I go across the state and as I interact with people, uh, Tennessee Baptists are, are good folk, man. They love the Lord, but uh, we haven't been challenged in this way. Mm-hmm. And we've been taught that one element of the Christian life is the most important. And the reality is, Jesus said in in Mark one seventeen, just some beautiful words at the beginning of his ministry. He told his fresh, freshly called disciples, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm. So the reality is you cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ if you're not actively sharing your faith in Jesus Christ. And we've tried to dissect evangelism and discipleship. Mm, that's right. But the reality is one leads to the other. It's like the head and tails on a quarter. Sure. If I say, just give me the head side, you can't do it. You can present it to me, but on the back side's the tail. That's right. And that's what um, we have to understand, that you're not, you're not following Jesus if you're not fishing for souls. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, there's a couple of places you can go to find out more information. Obviously, a good place to start, you can go to the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board website at tnbaptist.org. And there on the homepage, you'll see in the uh, slider, a link to 316. You can go out there, and that's one way to uh, request information. Uh, another uh, way to request information is just to call the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, and someone can get uh, you hooked up to send out the 316 tracks. Um, we also have some wristbands that are a great conversation starter uh, to put that on, and uh, people have been asking, so why have you got that on your wrist? And um, it's a great way to initiate that conversation. Uh, the other thing that you want to put on your calendar definitely is the summit in November, <clears throat> excuse me, which will be held at West Jackson Baptist Church this year, second week in November. And uh, the whole idea of winning Tennessee and praying for Tennessee will, will be an important emphasis to that uh, with an idea that uh, be thinking and praying about those spiritually lost people and making those connections so that you can bring that name to the summit uh, for the purpose of of really committing to pray for that person over this next year. And as David talked about, you know, if you if you don't know spiritually lost people, a great place to start in starting to share the gospel with people is to get to know somebody who doesn't know the Lord. So, uh, David, thanks so much for taking some time just to talk about 316 Initiative evangelism of Tennessee and you know, let's just uh, let's just all be committed to praying that that army you're talking about will actually mobilize the way God had intended it to. I believe God's beginning a good work among us and I'm excited to be a part of it. Great.
Well, thank you again for Radio BNR. I'm Chris Turner, your host, and this has been David Level, president of the Tennessee Baptist Convention. Thank you for listening to Radio BNR, a podcast production of The Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.